Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. So welcome on into the Wolverine Live Show. Appreciate people joining us here uh, and after the fact on our podcast feed as well. Make sure to smash the thumbs up, like button on the video. Also hit the subscribe button as well. We're up over 21,000 subscribers on YouTube. Appreciate you there. And as always, drop a super chat here in the live chat. Hit the donation button. We'll answer your question here uh, and go for about 30 minutes. But we got a decent amount to get to. We got Jim Harbaugh saga, which is never ending. You know, something maybe we thought a couple weeks ago it was over. It's not quite over yet. It seems Kirk Campbell hired as Michigan's quarterbacks coach. And we'll talk some Michigan basketball at the end. But again, we can pivot if you guys have some super chat live questions that you get to us. Um, and you can use that with the donation button. But let's start with the Jim Harbaugh saga where, um, you know, you get the Santa Ono tweet a couple weeks ago. He's coming back. You get the Jim Harbaugh statement. I'm not trying to out happy, happy. I'm happy at Michigan. He never, going back and reading that today, he didn't actually say he's coming back. But he's responding to a statement saying mm-hmm. he's coming back. So, you know, it's it's about as definitive as you could get. Then we get a text on Wednesday night saying, hey, you hear anything about Harbaugh and the Broncos, you know, still being a thing? And I was like, no. Like, what What are you hearing? And that kind of sparked us digging for the next couple of days. Then you get Saturday night. Uh, Adam Schefter comes out with a report. Some Denver sites come out with reports saying that they met in person in Ann Arbor um, earlier in the week and that that is potentially not done. Now, they walked away from that saying, hey, no deal got done. There were reports that Jim Harbaugh reiterated his intention to stay at Michigan, but reports in the following days, including today from NFL Network and others saying the door seems to be remaining open. Denver people saying, yeah, they have other candidates and they're going to stick with their candidate pool. But, um, you know, the door remains open. Are they still going to swing for Harbaugh? Maybe a third time. So, Chris, um, and, and then... We have today as well, just before we go on air, Adam Schefter was on 104.3 in Denver uh, with a show called The Drive that says, and I quote, I don't believe he's a candidate anymore for the Denver Broncos. If that's what you're asking, then he was asked if Harbaugh is out, out, out for the job. And he said, yes, that's correct. Um, and then the article I'm reading notes that that does contradict a couple of reports, including uh you know, what we put up over at the Wolverine.com, uh, quoting others from today. So, Chris, long intro. Uh, we're back on the Harbaugh watch. What uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are, you know, well, first of all, Adam Schefter, you know, uh, I trust his sources uh, a lot, obviously. But the first time that Jim Harbaugh was flirting with Michigan, um, he didn't have a clue. Right. I mean, he just he didn't. He said, no, Michigan's not going, and he's not going to Michigan. No, he's not going to Michigan. No, he's not going to Michigan. Then he ended up going to Michigan. So, you know what? And I don't blame him. You know what? You're only as good as what people tell you. And if somebody's telling you that, and I don't, I trust that people close to Jim Harbaugh are probably saying, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Or maybe Jim Harbaugh himself. um, You know what? Then you report it. So, 
Um, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's leaving. Um, at the same time, you keep hearing all these things, you know, about uh, all the Denver people saying he's going. They're going to make a splash. They're not going to expand their pool. That it's going to be just the same candidates they have. And if that's the case, uh, several have already been ruled out. Then it's either Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, right? So. Um, now, maybe they're just grandstanding and saying we're going to get somebody big and these are the you know what. So be prepared and here it comes and so on and so forth. But we've gotten detailed things about, you know, how Greg Penner, the the, G, uh, the CEO, came to town and, and what he had in mind and that he thought he was signing a deal and so on and so forth. And then Tom Pelissero today from the NFL Network says conversations have been ongoing for the past couple of weeks, which was his quote. Maybe that meant leading up to that meeting. I don't know. But uh, and hopefully that's the case, because I'm really getting sick and tired of of paying attention to this. You know, you want to be covering recruiting and getting ready for spring ball and everything else. And, you know, who else has got to be getting tired of it is, you know, the, the recruits and their parents and, and the players and their parents. And um, but Jim Harbaugh, the last thing he said was or the last thing basically that came out was he said no again to Denver. Um, you know, but everybody's going to ask, why did he meet with the team? So on and so forth. It's like, whatever. Uh, you know what? And, and we're going to say it again. These are not our reports. These are the reports from people out of Denver and things that we've gathered and people close to it in the NFL saying there's smoke and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know what? You can get mad at us if you want to report. Want us? You know what? Uh, it, it wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world, right, that Jim Harbaugh's ever done if he ended up back in the NFL. That's all there is to it. So we're going to tell you what people are saying. And, and you know what? Take it take it for what it's worth. So um, but a lot of people in Denver are saying one thing. And I think Adam Schefter said what he said. I believe I believe he's out. So, yeah, yeah he said, I don't believe he's a candidate anymore. And then he was pressed on it and said, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. He's out. Of right. It. Well, he didn't say right. he's out of it, but they, they asked him that. Right, right. Yep. So so I guess we'll see. Um, hopefully they yeah. shot, like I said, on our website, hopefully they sign Sean Payton and we can just move on or anybody else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, to me, Adam Schefter is obviously, a you know, one of the top reporters in the NFL. But I agree. You know, he didn't have a clue there. Uh, also, you have to realize with Jim Harbaugh, as you kind of alluded to, he's really tough to read. And, you know, there were people in 20. 20- 11, right? That thought Jim Harbaugh was going to be coming to Michigan uh, before Brady Hoke ends up being the guy. Then he kind of maybe backs out or, or whatever it was. Um, you know, so he can be unpredictable for one. Two, Schefter has been wrong with Harbaugh in the past. Three, though, um, you have to know Adam Schefter was a longtime insider for the Denver Post, covering the Broncos, an insider there, and, um, you know, has a direct line to Jim Harbaugh and, you know, all that. And I'm sure, you know, hit, I thought of this too, him writing that article on Saturday night, you would think he at least reached out and tried to source it on Jim Harbaugh's side, just because Harbaugh's the guy that texted and called him right after the Vikings interview and said, you know, a source tells me Jim Harbaugh's coming back. I think it was Jim Harbaugh. Um, but the weird part though, is it took five days, right? For him to get that wasn't the interview Monday or was it? Yeah. And then it came out Saturday yeah. that they met five days earlier or whatever. That is weird. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so it's not like somebody's giving somebody stuff in real time here, right? Sure. Um, some, it finally got leaked and somebody ran with it. And I think it was even after you got a text saying, hey, have you heard something, you know, everything? And I got, I, I told you, I got something from somebody the other day, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, detailing about how Jim Harbaugh saying no really screwed them out of Quinn. And it, it's crazy, you know, uh, because Penner thought he had his man. 
that, you know, whether or not that's true or whether that's not or not that's revisionist history or saving face or whatever is uh, is interesting uh, to, to, to think about. But uh, flat out, man, um, I know I'm not going to sleep. Well, I will sleep, but I'm, I'm not going to rest until Jim Harbaugh has signed with Michigan. We've said that, you know what, it's going to be. When the NCAA crap is done, you know, and that both sides have agreed to that, I'm thinking, well, why would both sides agree to that? Doesn't Jim Harbaugh want his money and his coaches are going to want their money, you know, so on and so forth, you know, with this revised contract. So um, now we're hearing maybe they'll get it done sooner than that. Uh, so who knows, man? But it's always something, isn't it, Clay? And uh, every year, and, you know, a lot of people yelling and screaming at us and for just, you know, we're just trying to do our jobs here, fellas. And we're going to tell you what people are saying. I was on the huge show on Friday afternoon and we were saying, talking to Bill, and I said, I think that's the end of the drama. Now that Kirk Campbell is here as a quarterback's coach, we'll talk about him in just a second. Of course, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we kind of knew in the back of our head there talking, but didn't have enough to, to come out and say it on the radio, of course, mm-hmm. on Friday that something may have happened earlier in the week, but it didn't seem to, to amount right. to anything. It didn't still, uh, but you know, it seems like the door is open. Again, to, to use that word, I think is pretty fitting so we'll kind of see what exactly happens there uh direct all complaints to what's your email chris uh, <laughs> s-c-r-e-w-y-o-u actually, at... actually <laughs> Just... direct, direct the complaints to anthony broom who's on vacation. absolutely we're jealous at, of him i believe he's at epcot, right he's at epcot right now so uh so yeah. direct your complaints to anthony broom who we wish could be with us here tonight but is definitely enjoying himself uh clayton safety and chris ballas with you keep dropping your uh super chats in there on YouTube, we have one from our great friend Shane Johnson, who says, "Reading updates from Chris on Jim Harbaugh and EJ on Harbor, Brant Davison recruiting. It's so frustrating. The coach circus continues along with no NIL program. Um, yeah, you know NIL. Uh, I feel like once you get this stuff past you, uh, you know Michigan can continue to. And not that you know the athletic department's not working on things simultaneously, but seem seems to move slow with the this athletic department." But once you get stuff like that behind you, I feel like recruiting can can finally get back kind of on track a little bit more. You could start focusing on the issues at hand like NIL and things like that. Yeah. And I think, you know what, we know that Jim Harbaugh is handling this. You know what? He's already said what he said. And in his mind, maybe it doesn't need to be addressed again. You know what? All he has to do is if a recruit calls on him and asks him, say no, which is probably what he's doing. Now, we do know that other recruits are commitments are visiting other schools because of these reports. So it doesn't help recruiting uh, no matter what anybody says, you know. Uh, And again, these are not our reports. These are reports, you know, that five days earlier, Jim Harbaugh met with the Denver Broncos. So who was it that visited Wisconsin? Um, uh, Luke Hamilton. Luke Hamilton visited was 2024. Yeah. Right, visited Wisconsin, and he said, "I'm committed to Michigan, but uh, in lieu of these reports, I wanted to check out Wisconsin just in case, type of thing." So, and you've got coaches from Kentucky saying, "I, you know, alluding to Michigan, I can't believe any kid would send their anybody would send their kid to play for a school whose coach keeps flirting with the NFL." Gee, I wonder who he was talking about. Right, I think it was Vince Merrow who who uh, who tweeted yeah. that. So. And it's like, whatever. Um, but he's got a point, man. Uh, it's it's easy to negative recruit when this stuff is going on. And this needs to be a very good recruiting year for Michigan. Yeah. Let me just say something on Vince Merrill real quick. One, it's mm-hmm. kind of a self-owned, though, too. Like, they he's been there for 10 years. They've had two winning records in the SEC. Uh, he has not produced a tight end. He's their tight ends coach. He hasn't produced a tight end in the NFL. And, and the self-owned that I'm referring to is, 
hey, there's this guy that's getting interest from NFL teams. And I know Harbaugh's playing into it. I'm not trying to say he's not, mm-hmm. but we don't have he said we don't have that problem here. It's like, well, yeah, well, no congratulations for Mark Stoops. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> right. Congratulations on sucking. Yes. Right. God. Like not to be mean, Vince, but you know, I mean, here mean. we are, and you don't have any tight ends that you've sent to the NFL. You have two seasons that you had a winning record in the uh SEC. Steve Klingscale's eating your lunch in Ohio on the recruiting trail. And uh, by the way, I found it funny that Jay Harbaugh liked that tweet. It popped up on my timeline. It was like, okay, awesome, little, Jay. little petty. Little savage. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I see this, you know, mm-hmm. we take note of it. And, uh, you know, Vince Merrill tries to recruit in Michigan and Ohio, you know, and, and Michigan's don't, doing a better job right now in Ohio than Kentucky. So to me, some of it is sour grapes as well. But, uh, but yeah. also – yeah, they're going to neg- negative recruit the hell out of you if you keep having this stuff happen to you. So, Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. That's obviously going to be an issue. I just don't think I have, I wouldn't worry a ton about Vince Merrow in Kentucky. Uh, shout out to Vince if you're watching. Drop us a comment maybe or something. Super uh, chat, hate mail. We'll hate, direct the hate mail to Anthony Broom. And, and um, super super chat at Vince. We could use the cash. Yeah, we won't read it unless it's a super chat, Vince. Right. Uh, so let's move on to Kirk Campbell real quick before we get to basketball. Um, Michigan hires its quarterbacks coach Friday afternoon, promoting Kirk Campbell from an analyst spot. He's been at Michigan for the last year, working with the quarterbacks, working with the offense, having a, a decently big hand behind the scenes in the past game, which, Chris, I think you can shed a little bit more light on. But this is a name we heard that afternoon that Matt Weiss got, or really actually before Matt Weiss got let go officially, uh, were able to confirm that he was in the mix. And he was kind of that one consistent name throughout. Uh, seems like Jim Harbaugh was impressed with him over the last year working with those guys. He came from Old Dominion where he coordinated that offense. He was at Penn State as an analyst before that. Actually a Josh Gaddis hire before Gaddis bolted to Miami. And now I don't know what Gaddis is doing now. But uh, yeah, so you know, ends up being a, a good one for Michigan. And now he's on the full-time staff. Yeah, and we talking to people inside the building, they said he was really heavily involved in the offense last year. Um, they stopped short of saying he was running everything, and of course that's not the case. Sharon Moore was there, Matt Weiss, that they did, did say he had a, a big hand in it, and I would expect Sharon Moore to have even more responsibilities, and we know that Matt Weiss was dealing with the red zone, so maybe that'll improve, you know, no Philly specials, things like that. So, no. Yes, right. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I've heard great things. I've heard that J.J. McCarthy likes him a lot and uh, and Davis Warren, the backup quarterback. So uh, that plays into it. There's no question about it. I'm sure that Jim Harbaugh got their opinion. And I think this is a change for the better in their minds. I'm not speaking for them. That's just my opinion of their opinion. So, but um, 
Heard good things. Hopefully he gets after it on the recruiting trail. We heard from the get-go that Jim Harbaugh wanted a good recruiter for that position. So hopefully that will happen. Uh, and they start raking in some kids here. Again, this 2024 class needs to be big. But uh, happy for him that he got his opportunity. His offense put up big numbers in the last five or six games at Old Dominion, I believe it was. And uh, averaged 36 points a game, I think, over in that span. So interesting why they would let him go. But uh, their loss appears to be Michigan's gain. Yeah, not much came out searching basically everything I could search about Old Dominion his time there. Some success that season. I think they had a quarterback change in the middle, and he, that was kind of his guy, and then they go on to have that success, but couldn't figure out exactly why he was let go. But again, Michigan's gain in that respect, that he comes in as an analyst, has an impact, ends up proving himself enough to take over with Matt Weiss gone. I wanted to bring up Sharon Moore as well, because that's kind of the bigger news uh, in a way. No offense to Kirk Campbell. But Sharon Moore is now, you know, it's kind of, here's the keys, um, you know, mm -hmm. and there's going to be collaboration. Mike Hart is still your run game coordinator. Jim Harbaugh, assuming he's here, is going to be heavily involved in the offense as always. And Kurt Campbell, a guy who, if he was involved last year as an analyst, you sure, uh, you know, as heck better believe he's going to be involved here as well. Harbaugh always mentions Ron Bellamy, Grant Newsom, the whole staff, when he talks about that collaborative process. But Sharon Moore, I mean, his rise just continues, man. I mean, he was a tight ends coach two years ago. Now he's been an offensive line coach, co-coordinator the last two, wins the Joe Moore Award both seasons. And it just feels like the more you throw on this guy's plate, the more he delivers. Um, you know, I do have some concerns, something I expressed a year ago at this time that, hey, you know, if you're going to be calling some plays, if you're going to be more in charge of this offense, you still want somebody – you know, that's very much hands-on with that offensive line. And I think Sharon Moore did a good job of that last year. You didn't see really any hiccups in that respect, um, but now more responsibility. It's just something to maybe note or take note of, keep an eye on, um, you know, how he's going to balance those two things because you need to really be involved with those guys, but you need to also be worrying about in between drives, what am I going to call next drive? What are we starting mm -hmm. out with? You know, what's our third down call? What's our shot play? Those sorts of things. Um, any concern about that uh, on your end? Not as much uh, for two yeah. reasons. Number one, this is such a veteran line. You know, these guys almost yeah. teach themselves at this point. Um, and that's no slight at Sharon Moore, who's obviously an elite coach, you know, but it's like Doug Skeen, our, our analyst who played in the 1990s on some of the best lines ever said, you know, by the time you get to those fourth and fifth years, you're out there effing with people. You know, you're just you're, you're having a lot of fun. You know what you're doing. You know, your coach has taught you everything you need to know. Now it's uh, it's up to you, too, to take it to the next level and, and work on yourself. But uh, And those guys kind of teach each other. Uh, and, and number two, I just think Sharon Moore, uh, he's the kind of guy that can handle, handle the added responsibility. Listen to Joel Klatt talk about him the other day and how impressed he was with him. Fox analyst really, you know, what opened my eyes. Not that I didn't already know Sharon Moore was a rising star in this profession, and he's going to be a head coach someday, you know, maybe at Michigan someday. Who knows? Uh, that'd be fantastic but he is uh, i think he's special i really do and uh, it doesn't really worry me uh, i'll be honest and they'll have some guys there in there to help him maybe grant newsome when he's not working with tight ends obviously played the position so um yeah bring him on and maybe he works with tackles for example you know and, and sharon works with interior line and centers or something like that so um we'll see um or maybe they can sneak an analyst out there to to work with them isn't that going to be legal well that, yeah so that rule is going to change mm -hmm. um and, and we'll see what Michigan does. You know, they have an open analyst spot now with Kirk Campbell out. But I feel like if you're a college program, you're like, well, let's bring in as many analysts as we can get that. Sure. You, know, you don't want to have too many guys, too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever. But if that rule does get changed here soon, which I believe 
it is set to, then analysts will be able to help out on field during practice. You're going to, you know, that, that's going to go a long way, I think, as well. So mm-hmm. that, that's a good point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm not worried. I would say to me, it's just something like that is in the back of my mind as a quote unquote concern, but it's not mm-hmm. very high. If I had a, you know, a meter on of one to 10, it's maybe a, it's a fair to bring up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And offensive lines, that position, really. I and mean, we talked about it with Josh Gaddis coaching the wide receivers, how we would like to see someone come in and be a dedicated wide receivers coach. Now it's Ron Bellamy as that guy. But, it, you know, if offensive line, you got five guys out there at once. You've got, I think Michigan has like 20, 25 on the roster right now. It's yeah. ridiculous. So that's a big chunk of your team. But I think Sharon Moore can handle it uh, as well. Keep getting the uh, super chats in. We appreciate Shane Johnson for his earlier we will uh, take those as they come. Hit the donate button. Ask us a question. We will get to it. Clayton Safety and Chris Ballas here on the Wolverine.com. Trying to say our names a little bit, Chris. Get our names out there, you know? That's right. Doug <laughs> uh, Karsh got... will appreciate that. Yeah. Old, 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 this, he was an old radio guy that used to work at WTKA, in case you didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. That's all he's known for, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No. So, yeah, Doug Karsh was like, hey, throw your names out there more so people know who's, who we're listening to. And <laughs> as, as our producer, Hutch. Flashes on the screen again. Direct all complaints to Anthony Broom. He's on vacation in Epcot right now. So uh, have fun, Anthony. Yeah, we love you, buddy. Uh, yeah. He's probably not even watching. He's having too much fun. No, I so hope not. Um, I hope he's not too. So we let's talk about our friends over at Rogue Shop. Um, and Chris, you were saying you're not going to sleep until Chris Bell or until Chris Ballas is not going to sleep until Jim Harbaugh signs that damn contract with Michigan. Well, one thing that can help you sleep is Rogue Shop. Uh, our friends over at Rogue Shop, spelled R-O-G-U-E-S-H-O-P.com. Uh, their website is www.rogueshop.com. They sell Delta 8 products, Delta 9, CBD, HHC. They're all lab direct. They don't use middlemen. Some of the psychoactive products they carry are 50 milligram gummies, 125 milligram Delta 8 gummies, 125 milligram HHC gummies, Delta 9 gummies, Moon Rocks, pre-rolls, flour, dab, diamonds, lollipops, hard candies, and tinctures, uh, aside from the edibles, which must must adhere to strict lab manufacturing standards. All their products are handcrafted or consistent for consistently potent and perfect results. There are friends Richard and Charmaine. Uh, they are a mom and pop type of shop, so not exactly what you get elsewhere. They are going to have that personal touch. They send you a handwritten note in every package. And one of my favorite things about this, because a lot of people are getting into, you know, THC, CBD, all that stuff for the first time, go onto their website, www.rogueshop.com and use the live chat to speak with them. We had a zoom meeting with them uh, because, you know, they're, you know, we're in a partnership here Uh, and they were telling us, Hey, what do you guys like? What do you need? You know, if you're not educated, we want to tell you about our products and they sent us some care packages, uh, which we love. Chris, I know you've raved about their products in the past. I have. And the pain cream, especially now, man, when I'm throwing up 350 pounds, you know, at five in the morning, you know, after, you know, 10 sets, then uh, all right, maybe not that much. But uh, but it works, man. It works on my elbow. I had tennis elbow and uh, and boom, uh, it worked great. So, yeah, there it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just killing me. Um, and then to sleep, man. I use the gummies to sleep, and uh, and it's great. Get a good night's sleep. So uh, I can't I can't say enough good things about them, man. Just good people, and and we like to support good people. And and uh, not to mention that the Delta Nine gummies look like everlasting gobstoppers from Willy Wonka. So, which I absolutely love. 
Yeah, we love Richard and Char. Richard is a disabled combat veteran. His wife is a certified CBD consultant and life coach with a graduate degree in psychology. Uh, they're based out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, and like we said, go check them out over at rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com. Uh, and we appreciate them being our sponsors and got a ton of feedback from people uh, just about how much that has helped them out. So go and do that. Um, so let's talk about Michigan basketball, which is you know something that at this time of year you would think, hey, it's Michigan basketball. They should be pretty good. You know, we shouldn't have to talk about who's going to be the coach and all this stuff. But um, it's been hasn't been as fun because Michigan has really squandered some opportunities here as of late coming off of two straight losses now as they head into Northwestern on Thursday. Um, and man, you know, this season has kind of slipped away from them. The Purdue game at home, it's the number one team in the country. You don't necessarily expect them to win that game, but I thought the way the game played out, even without Jet Howard, they had a chance. And then to me, the most disappointing part of that is it, it did feel like they let one loss turn into two at Penn mm -hmm. State on Sunday because they did not come out you know, and like they may have had the energy and the effort and all this stuff that you talk about, but they didn't look mentally focused to me on the game plan, on what Penn State was doing, the adjust the adjustments that Penn State made from that first meeting. Michigan wins by 10 the first time around at Chrysler. Then they go to Penn State on Sunday. They are losing by over 30 points at different points in the second half. They end up losing by 22. So that was probably the most disappointing loss in the season to me. Um, NCAA tournament hopes looked bleak before that, but now, you know, it's, it's going to be really, really tough. You probably got to win what seven, eight more games here. Um, yeah. And, and just, you know, time's running out on this team, but uh, I guess what was the most disappointing part for you in these last couple of games? Well, Penn state got whatever they wanted on the yeah. floor, you know, and jo Juwan Howard was talking about, well, the basketball gods were against us. They were hitting everything. When you let a team get comfortable, like they did, they got every shot they wanted, you know, coming off screens, curls, whatever, boom, 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 33s. They made 13 and an 18 to no run, I think in the, to end the first half or and before Kobe Buffkin ended it. Uh, ridiculous, man. Um, that was a bad loss, no matter what anybody says. You know what? To go up there and, and to be out of the game at halftime, give up 49 points is, is crazy. Defensively, you know what? Juwan Howard always talks about this is going to be defense first program, and we're always going to take uh, pride in that, that aspect of the floor. And uh, they're terrible, flat out. And Jet Howard is, is one of the worst uh, at it sadly, you know, and, and I get that he's a freshman, but I still think he's got more to give on that end of the floor. And we need to see that from him. Uh, he needs to start leading in that respect and, and playing to his ability on both ends of the floor, not just one. So, and of course it's not just him, it's all of them and they're a young team. So uh, we'll give them that, but to not compete and to be where they are and have no wins against quad one teams and a loss against a quad four team with the talent that you have on the floor is absurd. So, uh, you know, it could just be one of those years, but, you know, there were some ups and downs last year before they started, came on at the end um, and, and won a couple games in the tournament, found a way to beat Ohio State on the road, really saved the season, that one game. So Without Hunter, yeah. Without yeah. Hunter Dickinson. So, but, uh, you know what, it's now or never, and I keep, keep saying that. You look at Northwestern, I think you're going to be there on, on Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken, Clay, to yep. witness the turnaround, to witness the start of a 10-game winning streak in Big Ten play that's going to uh, spur them to the NCAA tournament and beyond. Hey, I would love to see it. Yeah, I'll be uh -huh. there. 
you know, at the very least, I'll get maybe a good hot dog or a beer. And, and Evanston was getting some good <laughs> recommendations. But yeah, it's either this game. It's crazy to say this at this point in the season. So this game's in February. Like we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Ten more Big Ten regular season games left. This game's in February, and Michigan is either going to win and stay above five hundred or lose and be. 500 on the season and just not used to saying those words as Michigan fans last year was, you know, kind of, they were just treading water the entire season and picked up just enough wins, uh, including three out of five when Phil Martelli's your interim head coach or acting head coach or whatever you want to call it. while Juwan Howard was suspended. Then they go to the sweet 16, but it's clear that they, they gotta, you know, it's not just, they got to pick it up here. I mean, there is kind of a trend with this program at this point. Now, we'll see what the no man knows the future, you know, we'll see what the future holds because I do think if they get everybody back, they could be a solid team next year, but you want to salvage what you can this year. I agree. The defense to me was the most disappointing things. Purdue game. You couldn't get a stop. I mean, they couldn't get consecutive stops, especially in that second half. And then you have a Penn state game where I thought they played Penn state perfectly the first time around when they stay on every shooter, they're like, hey, we'll let Jalen Pickett take Kobe Bufkin one-on-one. It was frustrating at times to see him get all those buckets. He had 26 points, but, you know, they were trading twos for threes. And, you know, they said, hey, we'll give you that if we don't let these guys go off from three. Penn State averages 11 made threes a game. And then in this game, it's just an absolute disaster. Penn State makes adjustments by you bringing more double teams and harassing Hunter Dickinson. Michigan can't make a shot on the other end. Uh, and then the defensive side, as we talked about, miscommunications, uh, you know, all sorts of things, trying to switch screens. You know, one guy goes with with the wrong guy or two guys stay on one guy and there's a slip to the basket wide open. They got to figure that stuff out. You know, and Jawan Howard did say on his radio show after the game that he puts it all on him, that uh, they were not prepared enough to give their best effort. So if that's the case, you know, they, they got to come back and, and fight back in this Northwestern game. They've done a good job coming off losses at times this year and, and refocusing, but it feels like it's at the point right now where this season could slip away. And as these losses mount up, um, you know, they could lose this team and you don't want that to happen because there are a lot of young guys on here that are going to be a big part of the future. Yeah. And they could be better next year. Like you said, it's going to take a, a certain level of commitment so that some guys aren't giving at this point, in my opinion, especially defensively. But, um, you know, will there be a staff shakeup at the end of the year? Let's see what happens here. You know, I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to completely write them off because there is some talent to do some things. We've seen them play some really good teams, really tough, uh, but it really what do you got to win seven of 10, right? Clay just to be in the conversation. And a lot of those, at least two or three have to be against really good competition. You've got to pull out a road game here against a good team or two. Uh, and yeah. I just, do they have it in them? I don't know that they do. So I'm looking at that schedule right now and they could lose to anybody, you know, could they beat anybody? Maybe, you know, not the way they played against Penn state though. So they need the kind of effort they showed against Maryland after they got embarrassed by central Michigan from start to finish. And every single one of these games, that should be a prerequisite when you put on the Michigan uniform, I would imagine that what Juwan Howard is saying publicly doesn't jive with what he's saying privately to his team that, Hey, we got to have to have more pride than that. Yeah, definitely. And I look at the schedule too. So I agree. If you win seven more, than what you're at 12 and eight. And then I think you got to win one at least mm -hmm. in Chicago in the yeah. big 10 tournament, because then that put you at 19 wins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like they have to turn into a really good team right now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's going to be hard to ask, but it does start 
with, you know, just picking up the first win. I think Northwestern is a winnable game, although they're very good at home too. You see them really control games at home. Then you have three straight home games as you're looking at the schedule there for the people on YouTube. You have Ohio State, Nebraska, and Indiana. And, you know, Indiana is going to be tough and Ohio State's going to be tough. But Ohio State's a similar team where they could lose to anyone as well. We've seen that throughout the year, including yeah. Minnesota. So three-game homestand is going to be big if you can steal this one at Northwestern. But, you know, we keep saying stuff like that. I just want to – I haven't seen enough evidence from this team to believe that they're going to do it. Um, but I've also been surprised before, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm willing to. I'm willing to be surprised, Clay. I would love to be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would yep. love to be. Um, so there you have it. We'll talk more Michigan basketball on Thursday. But Clayton Safey and Chris Ballas here. Uh, thank you to our sponsors at Rogue Shop. Appreciate everybody in the comments. Uh, we had our super chat from Shane Johnson. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to the Wolverine on YouTube. Be a part of our community there. Also join us at thewolverine.com. $29.99 gets you premium access on our message board to all of our premium articles through August 31, 2023, uh, leading right up to football season there. So join us there, uh, and we will see everyone next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.